I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello, everyone. Hiya, folks. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast, episode number 142. I know. There I know go. the numbers now. And this I amazing. feel like this person is pretty much the <gasps> triad for our show. So you should just say hi right away. Like you, hi. Kristen's 142. Back. 142. Yay. Special so number 142. The, we have Melissa Fritchley last week, who is actually, it was her third time on our show. This is your third time, right? Yes. Oh, yes. so you're the only guest. You two you now Melissa, yeah. are the only guests. Oh, so uh, I have to do one immediately after this, yes. so I could be your. You want to beat her? Main. You the, are you competitive, yeah. Kristen? Yes, very okay. competitive. Uh, <laughs> right. Have you ever played pool with this bitch, dude? Dude, she's ferocious. Mm. All right. Well, all sorts mm. of things. She and she knows her stuff. I've always enjoyed your perspective on the show. You bring in some. Uh, well, you're a sex educator. Yes. And you work for Fun Factory. Yes. Yes. And How long around. have you been in the adult toy industry or the adult industry in general? It's like I think it's been almost ooh, 15 going on years? 14 years. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I've been in um, before that. I was uh, a stylist in queer for Queer Style, which was my company, and working within the realm of like gender and sexuality. So. Mm-hmm. You know, and also I was just always slutting around, loving it, and very positive about it. Wait, you had a, you also, you had a boudoir uh, troupe, we, uh, like a, a burlesque troupe, troupe. burlesque troupe, yeah. a boudoir and burlesque. Yeah, it was a, a political different. burlesque troupe. So I've been doing this work for a long time, and I think, I imagine as you two probably have been, like, I was always the friend that you would just talk about sex with. Yeah, the go-to resource. Yeah. yeah. I've talked yeah. about sex with you so many times, like, asking you for advice through the years. Because oh, we man. were work wives forever. We were on the road, long term. Lots of you were on time. my journey when I was uh, w- when I was on my sex sexcapades when I was a divorcee, newly. Yeah, your year of your year of anal, anal licking. Yeah, with that DJ, remember? Oh. And you were like, "What?" We it just warms my just heart. Told that yeah. Story. yeah, the <laughs> DJ that licked your ass. Yes, right away before any other interaction after dancing all night we yeah. so not even a make out no not really just right in it the like ass went pretty much straight there very all german right. very german the year of anal yeah that was the year that i had that offer too we talked about this on a podcast i had the same offer from someone maybe it was the same which guy. we talked about that after and you're like really that yeah. must be a that's german thing. thing no kissing is like i want to lick your ass I'm like that's a terrible german accent <laughs> maybe there's some german yeah. we could get some insight from some folks that live in germany out there if they're mm. listening is mm-hmm. that like maybe that's the norm or that's how you say hello <laughs> It's probably not appropriate for me to ask my colleagues in Germany, no. but I could. You don't have to. Okay. They, you they, all lick ass before you make yes, out. Yes, is that the first step? Yeah. yeah. Or like when the making out leaves the relationship, they're still licking ass. Probably. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
I know. Well, I think that's really how you get to know someone deeply. I feel like a robot with the way I'm wearing this microphone. I, I like I like have a neck brace on. So, and I mean, you all can't tell, but if I sound weird, I'm wearing a well. You look great. So, I have an announcement, everyone. Ooh. Today is April's anal anniversary. Oh, today is it? Yes, today oh. is your anal anniversary. You were waiting for that one. I was. She the was. The day this podcast goes out is actually like five days after your anal. No, January fourteenth. I lost yeah, a week it, after like, your two years ago. Yeah. So happy anal anniversary, April. Wow. January fourteenth. So, like P I A. You mean like penis yeah, in, in ass? Not even like you would never consider a finger part of your I never really had like I had I shouldn't say you went never. straight from no fingers to it to a dick so <laughs> it was a slow burn it was like a trial error sort of mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. and it was the first situation where it was full not only full penetration but full orgasm as well so ejaculate in the ass too you had a jack in the ass? Oh, yeah, we talked about this. Oh, yeah. That's like wow. the one thing that I'm, I will not... I mean, I've I had don't that mind. twice, and it never goes well for my ass. It's always like it disturbs my stomach. Like, it becomes a whole issue. It's disturbing. It's disturbs. It's disturbing. I don't mind. It never affected my stomach. Maybe it's like the angle of my, my, my bowels or something, but it hangs out for a while. It gets all weird. It just gets weird. <laughs> I do get a lot of gases, though, where I'm like... <laughs> It's a, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I actually never let it happen because I want to let you know. I had a friend tell me the probably the person that's the most sexual person I've ever met say she loves when people come in her ass, and then she would tell me, well, you know, sometimes you might have gas the next day and you get a little like like a Sharks? cum bubble. Oh, cum bubble! And I was like, that's <laughs> enough for me to know that nope. I don't want that. It's anyway. true. There's some weird things that yeah, happen so, afterward. I can talk about it now yeah. because I. Do you have regular anal sex now? Wow, my anal versa. Did you get me any presents? I did. I got you um, a new dog. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but I like my old dog. Um, I got, uh, we'll figure it out. I got you something. There's a big dildo on the table. You can have that. It's actually not a big one. We're taking you out tonight. Yeah, there we're taking you out tonight dinner. for anal versa. If you want some Uber lube, only the best lube in the world, I have True, I do. I do use, that is my anal go to lube, though. It's good, actually. It's great for an anal versa. It's yeah. so classy. It's super classy. Ass yeah. classy. It yeah. is. Ass classy. Yeah. <laughs> but only, but it was funny because right uh, before my partner's in Japan right now as we're recording this, right before he left, we did do a whole anal session. And the Uber lube, because it's in the, the nightstand next to the bed, so he grabs it. And I don't look. I was like, okay, yeah. And then he's like uh, like pumping and pumping. And he's, it's like out. On your skin. And then we like went to another, the other drawer. We grabbed another bottle. And it was almost out. He's like, it's like, God, you, you you're like... You give Uber lube out like it's fucking water, and we don't even have any full <laughs> bottles here. What the fuck? I was like, so I had to go to like the stash of like you know because I do give it to friends and yeah. family and, and the new grandma. bottles. So there was the, yeah, I had to go grab a new bottle, and that it was just my house too. So funny. It was like though. I had like this like barely anything in there, and and uh, it was really yeah. it was comical. So, anyways, congratulations on your anniversary. I have two other announcements. One. We have a survey on our website. If you listen to two podcasts ago, we talked about this survey. It is just a couple questions. We want to know who you are. It's anonymous, but you know who you are, what episodes you want to listen to, uh, any feedback on how we could do better. We also love praise. Uh, it's quick. It's anonymous. Just go on our website to shamelesssex.com. And if Someone you scroll said, wait, down, what did they say today about our intro? Or they said that our intro, we need to change it, make some cringe, which I've, I, I'm, I don't know about the cringe part, but I agree it's time for a change. Um, so yes, we got that. <laughs> this is the true story of two strangers. Is that it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Trying to live in a house. Remember the real world? Yes, but I actually um, have been deep diving into the pleasure podcast world. Oh, yeah. oh there's nice. so many uh, Yeah, to um, for our fun conversation tonight yeah. and talk more about it. And I, it's it's funny because 
I have listened to your podcast now a lot, and I could tell you what your intro is. Yeah. yeah. You know. I'm April, and I'm a sex toy mogul. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Amy it's wrote fun. that part I wrote for that me. for her. She I didn't claim like, that for yeah. herself. I'm like, we're going to call you a sex toy yeah. mogul. I was like, really, sex toy mogul? She's like, just own it. It's we true. Kind of, like, we don't have time. We've got vote women of the year, and you kind of do big things for companies. So, I don't know. Sex Aww, toy mogul thanks. seems very fitting. Um, yeah, no, we'll make some alterations okay. for it. Don't mind me and my neck so brace. So, look around. Uh, what, what's going to be the new I'm April line. and it's my anal anniversary mm-hmm. and I love coming my ass mm-hmm. take me seriously <laughs> and I love anal licking y'all. Yeah. the year of anal licking um, okay so this is a survey another announcement this is a personal one uh, because this is going out next week if you don't have Valentine's Day plans and you live in the Bay Area or near or in Santa Cruz I'm teaching a workshop it's a Tantra in Motion workshop which is like a combination of contact improv a type of dance that you don't need to have any skills in and Tantra it's for partners lovers couples on Valentine's Day if you want to uh, have a Valentine's Day that's not just like you know eating at a crowded restaurant then come join I'm teaching with Daniel Molner and to learn more go to Daniel Molner there's two L's in there dot com to sign up I think it usually sells out how do you spell Molner? M-O-L-L-N-E-R. See, I would have done a U, so that's mm-hmm. good. Oh, that's I'm you. glad we talked yeah. about this. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> so this episode, we love to bring Kristen on here and answer your sex questions because she's fucking fabulous at answering sex questions. So you always bring in, you know, it's not just like the sex educator thing. You're always like, how can we make this fun? You know, how can we, how can we find uh-huh. the new, new ways to make this more erotic and playful and fun? Um, so it's always really fun to have you here, and um, we all love spending time together. Whenever we're in LA, we're like, please, Chris, please. I yeah. love, well, you know, we hang out often outside of this, which is great, and I love um, our late night conversations around sex so much. And oftentimes, the last time we had a really um, vibrant conversation, we decided to take the mics out to oh, try yeah. to capture it, and it fucking failed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Woo that failed. Well, we heard, you we were like, yeah. we cannot publicize It was any probably 3 a.m., though, as yeah. well, in Germany. 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. in jet-lagged. Germany, mm-hmm. jet lagged, and then spilling all the beans. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there was another human there that was spilling some beans. We're like, oh, yeah, we can't, ex- we can't expose your right. beans. Yeah. It was almost beans. a therapy. I thought it felt mm-hmm. like an open therapy session for. Yeah. Uh, many of us, uh, and yeah. I think that it was necessary and probably won't use the content. It yes. was good, though. But, was but in general, I feel that what I love about shameless sex is that it takes a li- that oftentimes it captures that thing that a lot of people don't have, where you yeah. can sit around with your friends and talk in a really authentic way, and um, you could laugh, you can cry, you could, um, you know, give real true information, but also just be like, you know, human and not like robotic around it. Because yeah. so much sex education can be. A little dry, mm-hmm. yeah, like not sexy, yeah, clinical, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah totally. Yeah, we want to add a little of the, the, the fun, the sex appeal, but also authentic, not just like spice things up and give a show. You know, there's yeah. there's an intention there. We want it to educate people. And my partner's people. oldest daughter, who is 25, she said something to me over the break, Christmas break, because she was back home, she lives in San Diego, and she said we were talking about someone thinking that I was in porn, mm-hmm. and which, which. Amy has also received uh, from time to time. And she said, and I just told them, no, she's normalizing the conversations around sex. We all need that. And I thought that was so beautiful because it sounds, I guess, less less uh, involved when I'm like, we're just, we're doing all of these exploring uh, sex and relationships and, and we're talking to these amazing authors and people from all over the world that have changed the world through talking about sex and intimacy. But really we're just normalizing the conversations around sex yeah. and making yeah. it okay to be who you are. Yeah. yeah. 
And on a spiritual level, I think I really truly believe I'm here. And I'm sure the reason why we're all here together is to spread this like sex positivity. And I don't even want to say sex positivity because it's now becoming a word that isn't as vibrant as I want it to be. But it is this like, come sit with us, be friends. Let's talk about talk about you talk yeah. about where you're at so let's uh yeah we should Dive talk about uh, let's talk about sex yeah baby. yes that's yes. what you were going yes. with right? I, I tried not to color me blind all the good things was that what it was salt and pepper salt and pepper there was a show color me blind though wasn't that the color me bad color me bad damn it see i'm the oldest one in the room yes yep fail chip fail i've been drinking wine one Kristen, zero chip okay so question numero uno a lot of these questions are um the dynamic is some stuff about kink fetish um uh, demisexual um confidence in the bedroom of sexual being menstrual cups etc so the first question I'm hoping you can help me work through a situation I've been fighting for years now. I'm a straight man who's been married for 11 years, and it's been a great marriage except for one nagging thing. Ever since middle school, I've carried shame over having a particularly strong cum and oral fetish. I find it intensely erotic to think about lapping up my wife's dripping wet pussy. Even better if it's filled with cum. I'm looking at Kristen because she Kristen doesn't love comedy. I hate jizz. <laughs> Sorry. That's why I was, you know, again, that's why, that's why I became a lesbian. Yes. Probably because so like, of jizz. She's, she's, she's like, jizz, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. Um, okay. And, and the thought of swapping, oh, even better to come. And the thought of swapping cum with her after a blowjob or of licking cum off her body gets me aroused instantly. The problem is I've brought this fetish up with her from time to time and it's always met with the disapproving look. The thought of my own wife being disgusted with my fetish really kills my sex drive. It makes me feel somewhat resistant. Oh, resentment. Resentful. Some resentment toward her. Lately, it's to the point that sometimes I would rather masturbate to the fantasy than to initiate sex with her. I've never tried to sit down with her for an actual discussion because I'm afraid that her disapproval will trigger me to shut down and get me angry. Do you have any advice on how to work past this? Obviously, I don't want to coerce her into something she's not comfortable with, but it's becoming obvious that this is a serious hurdle in our sex life. Jizz. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I guess I'm pro also... jizz. I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not pro jizz. Yeah. I, I am pro jizz. I just don't like them in my orifices. Yeah, in your mouth or your ass, or, your or like, or you know, just on in your badge that kind of drips out throughout the next few hours. You know, that kind of stuff is not as fun. But like onto my tits is fine. Yeah, know? or it has been fine. You were the one that helped me advocate for that when I was hooking up with dudes. You're like, just have them come on your tits. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, just a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> well, make a whole thing out of it. Yeah, and you know, are you a germaphobe, Kristen? No, no, no. Okay. I just don't like the cleanup afterwards, and it yeah. changes my pH balance, and, yeah. and then my mouth is I'm not just the whole swallowing of it. Not, not fan. your jam. Just not yeah. a fan. Yeah, yeah. It's I, fine. I, it's fine. I don't. I if if somebody came to me and said like I it is a fantasy. It's my partner of many years. I think I could probably you do it from time to time, even though I'm not super into it. Yeah, that's what you do for the ones you love. And it's a person. It's jizz. a person. You drink jizz. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a personal preference thing, though. You know, mm-hmm. April still doesn't drink jizz. She doesn't lo- have it allow it in her mouth. Never has. Never you don't had allow it in your mouth. She says, "Do not come in my mouth." Mm. I've had come in my mouth one time. What'd you do with it? Uh, spit it out <laughs> right after <laughs> it was in there, and then I said, "Hey, let's not do that again." I don't mind it in my mouth, but it would have to come. It has to come out immediately. It has to come out I'm, immediately. There's no way I out? could swallow yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I must. Yeah. I've swallowed a lot of cum in my day, <laughs> but I don't. Oh. Mind, I also don't mind like cum dripping out of my pussy. But I also, you know, I, there. Yeah. I see. We say it changes the pH. Like if I have cum in my pussy and I don't let it come out, 
the next day I can have a yeast infection. Mm-hmm. You can change the pH if it hangs out in there. Obviously, we talked about not, not having come in the ass. This person, though, they said they it's not it doesn't sound like it's just their come, although they have a strong attraction to their own cum in their mouth, licking it off of their partner, even swapping mouth to mouth. They also like their wife stripping pussies. So there's all these different things. But so the two, the, the main part of the question is, you know, there's shame here from the partner. It's not feeling good. They don't want to coerce them and pressure them, but it's a thing, you know, it's, there's, it's, it doesn't sound like it's a fetish that they absolutely have to have. They're calling it a fetish here. Um, but they call it a fetish? I think they did. Maybe not. Um, but at any rate, what are, you know? What is your advice on how they can go about this? To, yeah. to I mean, you know, it's so funny. I, my favorite friend that I like to talk about, um, her and her husband used to go find people to have sex with, and his favorite thing to do was lick the jizz of another man off of his wife. Like oh. he really enjoyed it. Yeah. And or, or find or she would get to go out and have sex and then come back and he'd have to find where it is. Where's the jizz? Yeah. Like where's the yeah. yeah. Like, you know, kind of fun. Um for people that are into that. For me yeah. that's would not be fun. But yeah. um I think in general with with this one, I mean this is all so much about communication. So it's not even about like anything really extreme, you know, in that way. It's just really about it sounds like this person was here, I would want to dig deeper. Like, what else is going on? Because it can't just be this. Yeah. If the communication stops here, it yeah. has to be more than that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, but in general, I think their workarounds around that is to, um, like, a yes, no, maybe list. Obviously, those are really fun to do. So that's not, the pre- take the pressure off the one thing you're asking for by making sure it's included in a list of things. So it's not about, like, oh, you just want to have jizz all over me and, you know, watch it coming out of me and licking me. But more about, like, it's part of a, menu of items so um let's explore a lot of them without having the pressure yeah of the one thing but honestly i feel like this is not that abnormal i wouldn't even call it a fetish it's like a preference yeah like does april like to have jizz in her mouth no mm-hmm. does some people want to lick their jizz off april's mouth yes yeah yeah probably a lot of people actually. a lot of people yeah, yeah. i mean if, yeah everyone sent us an email if you want just kidding we're not no, it's not no. happening I yeah, mean, it's preference. It totally is. My social security number and, and what we're giving out that right. Five five five. Yeah, five 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 five, and you can find her at five five five. Um, I mean, and well, preference also would be like period sex, right? Like mm-hmm. some people are really oh, into it. Some people find yeah. it absolutely disgusting and disturbing. They don't want. It's just these are all preferences, and we're talking about body fluids here. And some people are comfortable with uncertain parts of their bodies, and some people don't want anything to do with it. And to each their own. And like you said, it, I mean, it's coming up with a list of what is available and what's not. Like middle, what's in the middle ground that two of how you can meet each other, but. You know, it's like it's all negotiation. And it also yeah. helps with if you aren't comfortable having the discussion, you can kind of make the list and yeah. hand them the list instead of having to because perhaps it's difficult for them to actually voice what, how they feel. Or you send them a text and then they text you back and you never talk about it. Or you write it out <laughs> nicely on a card. Yeah. Yeah. This is my preference. Ooh, like list. a sexy a sexy invitation. Yeah. Yeah. They have like a real invitation made totally. and like yeah. a unwrap. But what my question would be, is the person is the wife, it's a wife, right? Yes. Okay, so is the person adverse to this um, because of, like, cleanliness? Because for me, just is about that there's too much cleanup and there's too much aftercare yeah. to my vulva and vagina. Mm-hmm. To, it's just too much, you know? I'm like, oh, 
do I really have to do all this work now? Yeah. Um, and well, what if they're eating? They're, they're lapping it up for you. You don't have any work to do. I know exactly. That's, they that's cleaned like it up. They're like a Hoover. But or <laughs> is it about which I kind of think for some straight women, it's about thinking: Is my man gay? And Why I, does he I, want I deleted that? this part. He did say that he used to think that maybe it was like a shameful thing because people would think that it was gay. But he's worked through that shame, and it doesn't sound like she's actually stated that. But again, it sounds like there's not a lot of conversation in terms of why why it's a thing for for her why or why she doesn't love the idea or let even like the idea why it's a shaming thing so that's like yeah, yeah good like what well what about it and then what's available okay maybe like you don't have cum in your mouth and we make out but is it okay if you know you have cum in your leg and i lick it off or you know there's there's different ways that you could play with it to see what is actually available there uh, are they into licking off their own cum is that what it is on He's, their body um, Oh, he didn't say anything about his own body. He said, he specifically said, um, you know, making out after a blowjob, licking cum off of her body, um, sucking the cum out of her body. Swapping the cum between the mouths. Swapping the cum. is his own. It sounds Mm -hmm. like that that it's his cum when he comes in her mouth. Yeah. Which is like a very, that's. Or it's not just mouth though. It's it's all, all all over. Everywhere. Yeah. Right. He wants, he wants to lick the cum. All the places. I wonder also if we could, if if uh, they could play around with like female ejaculation and him demonstrate how hot it is to like have her fluids in his mouth, yeah, yeah. and then try to like reverse it. I'd also really want to know like what is she really into, and then figure out a way from there. How can you incorporate like jizz play into that? Because yeah. you know, let's say she's really into like. Um, I don't know, like strip teasing for him or something. If there's a way to work into like a role play, but you have to. I think I really think having a um, fun, playful night of yes, no, maybe that's not connected to this particular practice, but has many practices in it, and um, really exploring. And maybe from there, maybe you don't find out that she's like really interested in like this like jizz play, which I'm calling now, but more like what is she into that he may have not known. And once you start getting her open to how great it is to explore something she's into, yeah. he might not be able to and be into and then like switch it a little bit. There's so much room. I mean, it's awesome that they've been together for what, 13 years, 11, 11 think, yeah, years. Yeah. And, um, that there's something hot there. He wants to explore with his partner. So yeah. I think there's just a lot of, you know, a lot of people's sexuality shut down after that yeah. much time. So like we should look at this as a benefit. Yeah. He's like really does not want jizz and like her best friend's, mouth or something yeah, like this would be a harder stretch me and you yeah yeah but I, i'm really curious and i i think that when i've heard um straight women talk about things they think that might be gay with their men they yeah. talk about it in such a way that um there's a fear it's fear-based yeah like, if we do this, then it will make him gay or it will... Yeah. And, I'm, and it just could be the fear thing. There's also just like, okay, well, I'm just not that attracted to the idea of watching you eat your own cum, which is totally fine. And that there... So that might mean that you're... Are you How unattracted are you? Is it to the point where, like, it's a deal breaker? Or is it to the point where, like, hey, it's not really my jam, but, like, I'm into it sometimes, you know, because I know that you're into it. You know, I'm not going to, like, throw up and run away. Well, I think coming back to what you were talking about with the preference, I've had friends that wouldn't make out with... Uh, the dude that was going down on them after that they had eaten, you know, their pussy, they would not make they didn't out want with their them. Own pussy they didn't want their own their... pussy juices on their own mouth. It was like not one or two; it was several over the course of the years. And I was always surprised by that. I was like, yeah. really, you don't? Why? What's the problem? I mean, it's, it's, it's a preference. And yeah. also, just like waking up the next morning and you get up and you're like, oh, I just smell my own vagina yeah. all over my face, yeah. which is definitely because of that person being down. And then all of a sudden it's all over me. I mean, that's just like super hot. But if this was my guy um, and he was into this and I have a feeling about jizz, I would really play with it. Be like, 
on my tits, on my thighs, you know, lick it off as much as you want. But I would definitely, a hard no for the swapping of mouth stuff. Yeah. I would be like, mm-mm. And probably, like, on birthdays and special occasions, you could eat it out of my vagina. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Why not? But, you know, I'm a giver. Yeah. I've been with somebody yeah. for almost 14 years now. So this is... Happy birthday. Truth to the happiness. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> That's fun. All right. Well, hopefully we answered some of your questions. And, and, and this is the other thing I would throw in lastly is, um, is my, I mean, my opinion is like, shit, shit. Cause there's this, he's talking about how he'd rather masturbate on his own to the fantasy. He's getting resentful. These are things to share. Maybe not all the details, but like the resentment, at least, you know, the parts of like how you you're, there's this part of you that you feel, um, a strong calling to somehow exploring it in some way, shape or form that you feel that there's some shame there or that, um, that it's been shut down in a way that doesn't feel good and that you're seeing yourself pulling away and that the intention of the conversation is to bring more closeness, you know, because sometimes people get afraid like, oh, they're saying I'm not good enough. But when you, when we frame it as I'm saying this because I want to be close to you and connected and share more with you as opposed to like, you know, you're not doing what I want and I'm disappointed. It can be a easier conversation to, to address. That's so. good advice. I do have to also say that I, I think I think that the way that he worded it suggested I'd rather just like watch a porn, or watch yeah. porn or something. Go with the fantasy, yeah. Go with the fantasy, and to me that he should be doing that anyways. Yeah, like, we can't just rely on our partner for um, to meet sexual, all those need, you know, yeah. nutrients or anything. We have to, you know, because ha- like his fantasy might be way more than she's ever willing to do, and so um, continue that practice and that thing that's fulfilling to you is important. I wouldn't say I'd just rather. I'd say in addition to, you know, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But resentment is a true thing because I think that all of us have been there with sex oh, yeah. to resent partners around certain things when communication is shutting down. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to say this, uh, but I'll say it anyway. You just say everything so, on here, minus people's names that yeah. did not give us permission. I mean, you know, I'm a big fan from time to time when in relationships to take some MDMA. Yeah, you can it, say you know? I totally say that. Yeah, just like really, you know, have that time with your partner where all that shit that builds up in us um, and it's hard to get past and I wouldn't say like, Oh, have some alcohol and talk about it because that's not the, you know, kind of stimulant that works for that kind of yeah. pro- process. But having, I, I can imagine getting down to the root of what's going on. It's a fast lane to get yeah. there. MDMA. So We're private labeling MDMA now. It's on yes. the website. Shameless it's MDMA. A, yeah. Shameless, Shameless MDMA. MDMA. Yeah. It's MDMA therapy. <laughs> Our new sponsor is Molly. We're all going to prison. I know a good Yeah, lawyer. right? We're going to be like, uh, Oh no. <laughs> This podcast is made possible by Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for you or your man's family jewels. Self-care is everything, and a well-trimmed bush is better than cologne. You can still enjoy the view, but with less obstruction. Enter Manscaped's electric trimmer, the Lawnmower 2.0, designed specifically for a man's below-the-belt grooming. I personally find grooming super sexy. And the Lawnmower 2.0 is fabulous, getting everything clean and pristine, just how I like it. And let's talk about sweaty balls. I can tolerate some sweaty balls from time to time, but it certainly does not inspire me to bury my face in there. That's why Manscaped has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It will keep you fresh and dry just when you need it. Penis owners, it's time to step up your game. And to get you started, our listeners get 20% off and free shipping with code SHAMELESS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code SHAMELESS. Your bits will thank you for it. And now back to the show. Okay, so question number two. 
Are menstrual cups safe for athletes? I'm looking for a safer option than tampons, and I'm worried about menstrual cups agreeing with how physically active I am. Very simple question. Menstrual cups for athletes. You know a fair amount of but yes. menstrual cups. And I mean, I use menstrual cups too, so I know, but you actually know mm-hmm. more like the, kind of the creation of them through the fun cups. And fun can factory. I say how many I had to test as well mm-hmm. when yeah, uh, was we, were, we, were, we, were, we were part of the test group? Yes. yes and there was... was a lot out there, and Fun Factory made yeah. really good ones. Yeah, and sometimes it ha- it's, it's, hard. It's, it's hard to be a vaginal tester. Sometimes you have to put your foot down and be like, I'm not testing anymore. Yeah. My yeah. vagina says no, not with the fun cups, however. Um, yeah, so Fun Factory has fun cups, and what I love about them is it's a more organic shape that um, is, like, shaped to the um, vaginal canal. So it's a little more comfortable. Sometimes. Oh, it's not, like, symmetrical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a curve. The poking yeah. thing yeah, at yeah, the bottom. Yeah, uh-huh. um, but I have been using menstrual cups um, probably now, I, I don't know, probably going on 20 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, they were, like, industrial size and painful and ugly. And now there's so many more options. And there's actually a um, website that I really love called Put a Cup in It. And they are uh, r- these amazing people who know menstrual cups way more than anybody else I've ever met. And you can go on there and you can take a quiz. Because mm-hmm. I, I have a million questions for this person. Like, what's your f- blood flow like? Yeah. like? What are things that you do or don't like about um, Do you have a tilted uterus? Tilted yeah. uterus. Because menstrual cups won't fit in my, remember? Yeah. I had to go to the doctor to get them removed. Yeah, yeah. And you also had to have your um, cyst. Sister, Sister, plug me, but unplug it with a toothbrush. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Insert a toothbrush. Oh, my God. Yeah. And my That's nephew walked hilarious. in during the insertion. Yeah. Like, oh four, and he was four years old. Yeah, you created a major fetish. I don't know what it is. Oh, we, yes. we won't know it's until probably years of therapy for fetish. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had some extreme cup things happening yes. for you. But in general, I don't want to scare anybody because it has completely revolutionized my menstrual Practice, yeah. product, whatever. Probably no one had my experience, honestly. No, it's, people it's, have because people tilted have, yeah. uterus. You yes. Know I mean? So it's, I think 25% of the population or something has a yeah. tilted uterus, which I don't like to give specific numbers, but I know it's right around there because I remember when yeah, I worked not, with Fun it's Factory. It's not a tiny, it's not like 3%. It's, like it's, it's a good number. It's significant. Yeah. yeah. My, my words of advice with this is uh, don't like use a menstrual cup and then go out and act, like go do whatever they're doing um, physically the same day like that you have to get used to it you know yeah, test sometimes it. it takes like one whole cycle or maybe two cycles before you understand like how to create the suction inside um safety like is not an issue unless we're talking about tilted uterus it can get jammed if you but you're not you need to talk to your doctor if you have a tilted uterus but other than that there isn't a safety concern it's actually way more safe than tampons and um way more healthy for you and i think that it's going it's it holds more blood so mm-hmm. you know if you're a heavy bleeder and you're having to change tampons often like that can t- that tends to be a really annoying when you are i don't know like say a server working a really long shift you can't just be like dropping everything and going to the bathroom yeah um also the smell from a tampon string not gonna lie ooh, it's disgusting yeah. uh, it uh, not you're not disgusting it disgusts me when i'm like oh it's like because it's it's exits your body so the bacteria mm-hmm. enters like the oxygen I think it's oxygenating the whatever the blood cells are. It just has a smell, and the menstrual cup totally prevents that from happening. Yeah, Which, I mean, I don't know about you all too. Like when I have, I mean, once in a while I'll go. There are times that I will use tampons, and I think for anybody who's bleeding, you know, having just like how I say with like lube, like you should have like many different kinds of lube and different kinds of sex toys available to you, just like with um, period gear. Yeah, period gear. I like it. <laughs> New word. Um, so having different things available to you. So. I really like tampons. Let's say if I'm going to like a festival, I don't want to deal with porta potties and menstrual oh, cups. Good point. Not yeah. fun. 
I've dropped him in a porta potty before, and I only had that oh, cup. Oh no! Well, try going to Burning Man. There's no sinks anywhere. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Then you got that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you have. There's many different reasons on why I wouldn't use one, but I use them regularly. And if you're a person that experiences cramps, um, like my partner does, menstrual cups completely changed her relationship to her body. Yeah. And for folks who are um, a gender nonconforming, and the idea of tampons and strings and, bu- and purchasing those things and having them at your house. It's, it's much more discreet to have a cup. It's much more available to you. And I'm a big fan. And I, it, honestly, this is something that we're dealing with monthly so, and for a very long time of our lives. So mm-hmm. why not be you know, trying to find the right fit? So I would really recommend, I have no affiliation, but yeah. Put a Cup in it is a great resource. And um, they, there's more menstrual cups on the market than you might know. Yeah, but I do believe that Fun Cat Factory has some of the best. Um, but there is not a one-size-fits-all approach. And- doesn't Fun Factory give a little bag though? So if you are yeah. going out and it's not, it, it's antimicrobial. In the box? And there's yes, two sizes. That was, and one my, box. that was yeah. my, I was so happy. I read so many reviews. I don't even know thousands it felt like. And I really argued that we should have an explore kit, which because a lot of people don't know their size and the way that sizing happens in the menstrual cup industry is actually really inaccurate because they're like, if you're over 30 or oh, have yes. a kid, Ridiculous. you have a huge gaping hole yeah. out there. And so we got to plug it with the biggest yeah. thing you can find. It's just not true. I find menstrual cups for me, smaller ones work on my light days and I appreciate that. And then I need like a larger one, like for fun cup factory. I love the small one on my light days. I actually use diva cup on my heavy days just mm-hmm. because fun factory's larger cup isn't this, the uh, does it hold as much as you I know, need for my like one or two right. day? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and and that one's more industrial, but that one irritates a lot of people too. So I think it just really depends on your body and get a couple. Yeah. Try and, them out. Yeah, and I think with Fun Factory, you know, since we have the uh, size A and B in our Explore Kit, it lets people explore with what works best for them. And then there's also a um, a uh, antimicrobial bag. So. Clean yeah. it, throw it in there. And then if you're going out, and which was kind of you brought that up because it, yeah. it, it can get a little bit trying to uh, empty your cup. You could just have an extra one, mm-hmm. throw that one, dump it into the toilet, throw it in and clean it later and clean the bag. And then for this listener who is an athlete, it might be good to just test it out with uh, go on a jog and test out the Fun Factory cups, maybe the two different sizes or whichever cup uh, you want to check out and go on a run because it could there could be leakage or there could be something kind of... Um, undesirable that happens if you're practicing some heavy running or anything. I never had issues. So I, I I had the, I've had the, the hormonal IUD for the last year, year or something. I just got it out. So for the last year, I haven't really been bleeding at all. But before that, when I used a cup, a menstrual cup, I never had any leakage from working out. Like there was no exercise mm-hmm. I did. But this it person's was, like an athlete. They might be doing some serious. Yeah, it depends like, what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing necessarily. But I feel like you do st- like nice yoga poses. I do hot Pilates and shit, bitch. No. Come on. Once, I do, once like, the yeah, suction oh, happens, I mean, it's we're, days. It's not, yeah. I got yeah. leakage and I run around. I don't. Yeah, no, I don't get. I don't get leakage when I do things like hot Pilates. I think and it just like depends on cardio. how you, your body is. Exactly, shaped. it's all different shapes. So I'm just saying, like, check it out. But don't think that just because you move that it's going to move because it does suction and it hangs out. Another. That I really like about them is I can see the blood. There's like a connected the connection to it. Whereas tampons are kind of just like, all right, yeah, just throw it away. And it's they're really gross. bad in the environment and for your septic tank. But I also, whenever yeah. I go to your house, you're always like, do not throw your tampons. Yeah, in the toilet. Who I'm like, still I don't. Does that? Like that uh, is such a. I false. do. I mean, I just say when I'm in places, you'll I'm, throw in its toilets. Not my not people's homes, but if not I'm people's like homes, at an, uh, I have I don't know a bar, a restaurant. Are you kidding me? Why like, wouldn't you just put in the garbage though? 
Oh, um, <laughs> sometimes there won't be toilet paper, or yeah. I don't, the, the, oh, like the, a, the trash cans are overflowing, or something. Yeah, or, or you can't it. like at an airport. Dude, sometimes I'm like, I I'm am sorry, not. y'all. You still got to put it in the garbage. I use a menstrual cup almost all the time. It's rude to put your tampon in anyone's toilet. Those industrial strength ones that are like that have the little um, metal, uh, not the ones that flush for you. That they're like whoosh, the ones that are whoosh, you're like gonna get sucked in. Those ones are fine. Like, like the jet power. I, I almost get sucked yeah. in. <laughs> like it is fine. <laughs> this thing can handle it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe those. Those crazy ones, you feel like you might die because it's, the suction is so intense. I I do like I like seeing it. I like knowing that there's and it's not this shaming thing. I don't just throw it away and disregard it. I like being One aware. One of my friends what's, I like put it in her color. plants. I like seeing the consistency of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. My like, friend yeah. put in her plant. She uh, oh, she said happy they were mm-hmm. her plants completely just blew up and mm-hmm. were in in a short amount of time. Yeah, from her menstrual. It's really blood. good for. I thought that was amazing. Plants. And I think I think in general, you know, like you're. You know, you're really uh, you're less susceptible to STIs because you don't have the like micro t- like little tears that can happen from tampons inside your vaginal canal, and toxic shock syndrome too. Yeah. Is, but yeah. there's been some studies about menstrual cups and toxic shock. Mm. Which well, I think anything that you let hang out for yeah. a while, regardless of the material, because menstrual cups are all silicone for the most part, and so yeah. they're non-porous. But you can still have some old the off-gassing of your gas of your um of your, your blood of your own body. Yeah, mm-hmm. the only thing is producing. Yeah. Because yeah. what happens is it's it's they work so well that some people will just leave it in for twenty four hours. They don't hardly bleed at all. So you gotta remove that still. Yeah. It's gonna get stinky. You don't want blood just hanging out. Yeah, it's just gonna yeah That's, just molding your body. Blood. Yeah. yeah, when they say it's twelve twelve hours is your max, right? That's like the the max of how long you should keep it in. Yeah. Now the new thing is is to uh, the laws are changing because there was somebody who got um, toxic shock from menstrual cup but it was more because how long they put it in their body so we just say talk to your doctor because you know you can't offer that yeah i think for me it's like you change it be careful on how often you're changing you don't want to overdo because then you're introducing all this bacteria into your body every time you put your fingers inside also wash your hands before you put them in your vagina like sometimes you might forget that um especially if you're at home or something you're like i've just been at home all day what it's fine i'll just and then you're introducing a lot of bacteria, and you could easily get bacteria infections, which is never fun. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to try menstrual cups again. Who has no. a toothbrush handy, no. though? Who has a toothbrush just in case? I, I don't want you stuck? to. I know. I was it traumatized. was three different times. Three different times. Three times? Three different, and three different cups. Oh, no, so yeah, it you was, can't. No. It, were, no. it was a diva you're cup. Out. It was the one, that fem cup. I think it's called with the mm-hmm. little circular... Mm-hmm. Uh, hole. hole. I still have it from the doctor removing it in a separate thing. <laughs> and it was another one too. I can't remember. And I was like, okay. And my gyno thought it was hilarious. And um, I didn't though. <laughs> also, of course you didn't. oral sex with a menstrual cup. It's way great. better. No, it's just like in there. And then there's no finger inside. Right. It's fine. Right. Yeah. I even had strippers. If you're a stripper, don't have to shit. worry about a oh. tampon string though. Tampoon. Yeah. No? Tampoon. Tampoon. I mean, I've even had fingers inside me with a menstrual cup. Yeah, me too. And it's like, I mean, I didn't even, it didn't, I didn't know, I still got to feel a lot of pleasure. They still able to get to my G-spot through that too. So mm-hmm. it was like, it didn't get in the way. But I mean, they could still feel really? the silicone. Really? They could still access the G-spot? Yeah. Because yeah, they were like up and un, kind of under the cup. I mean, they could feel wow. the silicone stuff, but they Be didn't like care. like a little squishy, like, and then a little blood comes out. <laughs> That's what they I'm also like blood, so that's cool. Oh, <laughs> yeah. really? That's they're awesome. into that. Yeah, they're yeah, that all that that's all works badass. out as well. So right there. Um, but I also wasn't bleeding because I'm I'm so happy I had this IUD out. They, like it worked great for my body. But you got the IUD out? I got it out. Yeah, I oh. got it out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Nice. First time seeing it as a vasectomy. So. And you could wear, but you could wear a menstrual cup with your IUD. It was okay. Oh, yeah, totally. That's Although, great. horror mm. story, everyone. Horror story once upon a time with this same IUD, the hormonal one. I was in the shower. I had a menstrual cup in. It was the beginning phases of having the IUD. And I went in to take the cup out. Sometimes I would take it out in the shower and kind of dump the blood out in the shower and like clean it out. And as I was doing I had this insight of like... I wasn't trying to pull it out with a heavy suction, but I thought mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. there's this thought of like, what if I actually, and I pulled it out and it totally pulled out the tip of my IUD. Oh, yes. You saw it? Or, I oh felt it. And was I it shoved it. Yeah. I'd only new? had it in for like two months, but I, I, I instantly shoved it back in and I was, then I was bleeding <gasps> more heavily for a couple of days and I was kind of crampy, but I went into the doctor. I was like, I'm fucked. And I went to the doctor and they did an ultrasound. It went right back into place. Wow. It went right back in. It was like Magical just fine. But it was vagina. kind of scary, everyone. So just be careful. With IUDs, um, again, that, that is something you're supposed to talk to your doctor about. But from my knowledge and the research we've done at Fun Factory, although we don't take a hard stance on it because we can't, but um, the first, I think it's month or couple months to not use, use a menstrual, menstrual cup, cup because yeah. the IUD has the little string thing. It kind of yeah. it coils up after oh. a period of time. Yeah. So it's not as like fragile, I guess, after a few months. So yeah. um, maybe... Mine never coiled after even a year. They were s- just little sticks. I hated the IUD. I never, ever. Mm. I, my, maybe my vagina is just really fucking... It's a unicorn. It's, it's a, a unicorn. <laughs> it's <laughs> something. I don't know. Maybe it's just really special because you're, you're it's got all sorts of things. Wonderful pussy. Yeah. You're so beautiful. Oh, thanks, pussy. I love you. Um, okay, <laughs> so I'm going to go into the next question. But before I do, Kristen, have you heard of Dipsy? Do you know about Dipsy? Dipsy? Dipsy. D-I-P-S-E-A. Dipsy. Like nope. I'm just going to dipsy it inside of you? It's like, like uh, kind of just a tip? Well, <laughs> no. So it's an on, no, it's an app. It's an app that you can have on your phone and it's erotic short stories. And oh. it's what designs specifically for women to uh, listen to it. And they have, um, I don't think, isn't there rating these little... Um, little fire signs. Yes. Like three signs, like super hot. Yes. You know, and you would be like, you know, going to a bar and you have sex with three men in the bar or something like that. Mm, um, looking it up now. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Um, I, we recommend Dipsy. it to our listeners, but also to my clients when I do my sex and relationship coaching practice for people who want to feel more desire, more connection to their body. They just want to get turned on whenever they want to. April it's listens. pretty hot to put it on at night and it's geared for a lot of women. So it has this whole ability to just kind of turn, turn the fire on. Hence the little fire signs. Yeah. Y'all, Dipsy yeah. is also the second Teletubby. <laughs> oh, oh I just looked it up. And that's what came up. It's the up. green one. Dipsy. I don't, I don't <laughs> well, know. D-I-P-S-E-A. Oh, S-E-A. Okay, good. Yeah. D-I-P-S-E-A. Yes. And uh, what our listeners, yeah, our listeners get a 30 day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash shameless. There's a 30 day free trial. Go to dipsy, that's D I P S E A stories.com slash shameless. Oh, so cute. Yeah. And then you can see that then you, I mean, you have, you can get turned on when you want to. A lot of people have an issue with like tapping, getting creative, tapping into their arousal. You can walk down, where are we on? Sunset Boulevard. Walk down Sunset Boulevard. Listen to this hot story. Mm. Get wet in your old panties. Just for you. I mean, half of the battle with getting horny is getting your mind turned on, it's, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. maybe this is something for the the, the jizz guy. Oh, jizz guy! Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but to like, like you know, like pre <laughs> preload some like stories that he thinks really hot. Leave it out for his wife. You know, check it out. Yeah. That happens but, with our listeners that ask questions. They end up being called the blank person. Yeah. We're like, sorry about that. We're not saying a shamey way. No, just no. Yeah. In a good Loving way. In a yeah. loving, yeah. awesome way. I also, um, I think that there's some studies, this is of course not everyone, but that like, uh, cis women tend to um, respond more to sounds rather than visual and yeah. cis men uh, to visual rather than sound. So yeah. I really think that this is made for women is awesome and I'm going to 
listen to it and see what happens. I'm yeah. 100% one of those people. Like, I mean, I love seeing a hot body, but the words that that body says, you know, the things that mm-hmm. come out of their mouth and the energy is like 10 times more. Like, I yes, used, there's, there's when I was in fourth body. grade, I used to go over to this girl's house that I loved because she was living with her single dad and he had this stash of erotica under his bed and we knew where it was and I used to read it out loud and I remember like my pussy pulsating when I was that young. Oh, I've never yeah. talked about that. It was really hot and I remember the first it was erotic mustache. It was totally I love you say that. Yes. It was like a pussy pulsating uh-huh. thing. Flaming. You know that's what horses, vulvas do when they're um when they're I just saw this at a Netflix thing. Um <laughs> they're when they're uh, in heat, their their vulvas pulsate. What? They I actually mean, like wink their vulvas. And that's what I feel like mine does. Vulva when winking. Vulva winking. I'm like my vulva mm. winks when I'm super hot. And I remember feeling my vulva wink and I couldn't Wait, tell the like, girl. Is this like um you're talking about blood like, throbbing? It's like, like throbbing, but the the horses you can actually see their vulvas wow. winking. I think that when my pussy's throbbing, if you actually looked at, it, you could probably see it. It winking. Yeah, I think let's you see. One I have morning. never let's listen to some dips. Let's like, put this down now. <laughs> I have never um, actually looked to see if. I mean, I, I obviously have looked at my vulva, but yeah. I've never if it's really winking. been like. You know, you know, like testicles, how they you touch it, they're like, whoa, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like some very strange <laughs> like, creatures. Where do they go? They're like in your body now. You yeah. have no balls now. They're just like moving around, you touch yeah. it, and it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like so, a Yeah, I think it's really interesting that uh, vulva winking and throbbing, and I think that, um, yeah, I think women need to, not just women, but people who are into like hearing about things to really explore that because I, I, I think porn is so focused on visual yeah and you know i mean it's fine for me it's not my thing though so maybe this is my new thing i'm gonna report back check it out i if porn if i have to if i turn off the sound it doesn't get me as hot i need the sound of the and usually for for me and i will speak for myself not that this is about me i need the the sound of if there's uh the 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 penis owner usually i need the sound of their excitement to help get yeah. me going for but whatever reason. I lately, a bit, I mean, this is like totally off topic, but you said the sound, the excitement. Like, yeah, I've been so into the, the, like the orgasm. I don't know. Always attracted to like the sounds of, of my partner's orgasms. Like, and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not attracted, but it doesn't usually get me like super excited. And my current partner, I'm like, it's like the sexiest fucking thing Ever. It's the it's pretty much all that can and I realize I only discovered that in this new in this like the relationship that I've been in now for whatever two and a half years and because before I had a lot of silent sex and I realized I need the sound yeah. of that so I don't know maybe it's um, something that you're tapping into maybe it's your mid thirties maybe that's what happens right yeah like, hey, getting more juicy hey, in my mid thirties well, I think there's also an alignment there too because like sure. there has been there have been folks where you know their sound or like their their o face was like. Ooh, yeah, definitely. Not, I definitely hate yeah. when I'm with somebody and I don't like the way they sound or yeah. their face. Ooh, that's not. That's like I always feel like mm. it's and that's a preference. Thing. Like, it's oh, preference and yeah. an energetic true. connection. True. Totally. There have uh, been where you're like uh, thinking you're smiling over there. You're like oh, I know what you're talking I about. I know. Yeah. yeah. It's not shaming. It's preference. You know. It still is like you know that doesn't really drive me. For someone else, it will be their thing. I have laughed wrong. some one, one one person that I had hooked up with. with you their, laughed at them? Not at them. At my at like the the sound of it because I was like oh. What did <laughs> and it sounded totally different than I thought their their orgasm sound would sound. And then I laughed not at them. They didn't know I was laughing. I laughed with enjoyment. But later I was like, wow, that was 
really funny to me. You can't judge a book by its cover. No, you cannot. <laughs> or by their coming. Yeah. You can't judge you a book by know. its coming. You mm-hmm. never know what you're going to get. No. All right, oh, question number so three. <laughs> I identify myself as a demisexual and therefore need a lot of emotional connection to be attracted to someone. Uh, if people don't know what demisexual is, I believe it, it, it's, it's in the asexual category, but it's someone that um, re- connect or is attracted to people based on connection. It's not like a uh, physical attraction to someone necessarily. Like they need more of the connection thing to feel attracted. Like an energetic exchange. Yes. But like, so, but like the I connection piece. Asexual, I think, I, maybe not wrong, asexual. It's I, in the umbrella. In the umbrella. Thing. Okay. Yes. It's under the umbrella, but there's so, what is there? Demisexual is aromantic. There's like so many yeah. different little categories. What's, I'm not a. So demisexual has to do with like, it's not about any. Sort of they don't touching just look. They don't, so they, uh, people, I think, are demisexual, and I could be wrong, but I think that if they go into a room, they don't see attraction. Just like, oh, you're hot. April looks good. They have to connect oh. to you, and then mm-hmm. they feel. Attraction. And it's not yeah. that they have to connect to you through touch either. It's just no, their it's, exchange. You have yes. to have an emotional oh. connection to yeah. feel to be able to have an intimate relationship yes. with somebody. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Got yeah. it. Got it. Which you know, I mean, I, I would imagine a, a lot of people probably are like that but they just force themselves into fitting into the you know yeah, yeah they just the, the cookie the cutter ways. idea yeah. yeah there's i just like connect connection or you can you know describe yourself as a demisexual if that feels right to you um, so they need a lot of emotional connection and connection to feel attracted i'm also very insecure with myself in many ways one of which being that i'm a virgin and i don't really know what i'm actually doing when i'm intimate with someone these two combined, I'm finding it really difficult to let myself be fully comfortable and excited with my boyfriend. A lot of the time, there's a great deal of anxiety attached to anything we do on my part. So my question, what can I be doing to work through my fear of sex? From being naked to being vulnerable, I just or to just not being confident because of a lack of knowledge and experience, how do I distinguish my asexual life from the fear and insecurity? Step one, listen to Shameless Sex. Yeah, there so you good. go. You're already yeah. achieving things. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's really interesting because I think that, um, like, when I, when I hear fear of sex, to me, like, I'm like, what are you fearful of? Are you just fearful because you don't have knowledge on it, you know, knowledge yeah. of sex? And my other question would be, like, how old is this person? Because, yes. like, virginity yeah. is nothing to be ashamed of. I can see how it could be uncomfortable if you were in your 30s or something and people are like, you're a virgin. Like, yeah. that kind of pressure yeah. would feel uncomfortable. Can but I just say how much I love Kristen answers questions with questions like we always do? Yeah. We always answer questions. Because not enough we information. Need more information. Yeah, we need more information. Totally. Yeah. We always do that. So, <laughs> listeners, hello. Sorry. Yeah. Come back. Come back. Yeah. But, yes. but well, these are questions they can ask themselves. You know? Yes. You yeah. give it, like, here's your homework to get yeah. inquisitive right. about yourself. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I. If this was my friend, I was hanging out with them. I probably would be like, "You need to get your masturbation, masturbation game down, yeah. like hardcore. Like, be like almost so much that you can like put on a show and get paid for it. Masturbation game yeah. because then you're just connecting with yourself. Hopefully, you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And then if you're, then you can feel confident at the very least. Maybe you don't know how to have like sex with somebody, but you could put on sex with yourself show. And no matter what, most people can't do that confidently. And then you become the superstar anyways. Yeah, yeah. And totally. then, you, and then you could act the game. Yeah. You could act the game. Like I don't know. I mean, if I was a virgin nowadays and I had the knowledge I had, oh, I would use that. Like in so Be many like, ways. I use and abuse that shit right here. Hey. And I know this is totally off topic, and I know this probably is not a fan with a lot of people, a lot of your listeners. But I was very fascinated by people who sell their virginity. And there is one sell their virginity, yeah, uh-huh. because I didn't get any money for mine, you know, <laughs> and, and it's valuable. You I got know? broken up with a week later, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even like pleasurable. I mean, it was it loving was not, and consensual, yeah. and mm-hmm. it was fine. But at the end of the day, I think this this young um, woman 
I think received a million dollars for her virginity. Wow. Did she get to choose who got it? Oh, there was just yeah. a, there was a mean, price tag? Or? She got to choose. Yeah. Did she the get money, the money? The dollar Did sign. she get the yeah. money, though? Or was she it? She got the money. She put, okay. there's, I think there's a website or something. Oh. You put your virginity up for auction. Okay. Oh. So and this was consent. She it consented. Was okay. Yeah. Okay. She was, um, no one's pimping her out. And I've had many debates with a lot of my um, queer fans, a lot of uh, queer fans, queer feminist fam- <laughs> friends and fans. Yeah, and fans. Fem, fans. All of the above. All of them. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, it's not a popular conversation, and I'm not on the uh, on the majority side for sure. I'm like, no, she, sh- she should. Like that million dollars. She's that's laughing all the way. She's yeah. fucking, that's so you. <laughs> totally so you. If I could tell my younger self <laughs> to go we'll back to go in time, you'd be like, time. so how much do you want for this pussy right here? I, I'm going to take a little bit of, but because, I mean, honestly, it's not like, I it's get it. It's a one time thing. Yeah. yeah. You know? And hey, chances are that one time thing's not going to be absolutely fabulous. It's going to be awkward. Absolutely. If, you know, if you're a hymen vulva owning human, it can be un- really uncomfortable. And yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and you're talking about someone who's actually making choices for themselves. I wonder if they get to see, you know, images of the person, they get to c- connect with them and get a vibe for their I energy. All contracts. I think it's the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I contracts, no choking. Yeah. yeah. No. If I have rules. Yeah. Um, but you know, in general, I think that virginity is, is something that you could turn to your advantage, you know, in yeah. a lot of ways, especially if you are very confident, comfortable with yourself. And I know this person said they're not com- confident and comfortable being naked yeah um and i would really just recommend like following a lot of different people who are comfortable in bodies maybe similar to them yeah i don't know if it's a body issue or a so it's like more where experience is, where and are we confidence at, you know? one thing that came up to me so demisexual you need connection and you're saying you have a hard time getting excited with your boyfriend are you guys connecting you know are you are mm. you taking a lot of time with your partner to connect before you go into the touch and the eroticism and this reminds me of jaya's erotic blueprints mm. that we had an episode on Jaya is amazing I don't remember what number it is maybe I think it's like 128 it could be it wrong it wasn't that long ago yeah she's incredible and she has the erotic it's called erotic blueprints and she does there's a quiz and you can figure out what your top erotic blueprints are and that everyone is different and so there's different categories there's sexual sensual kinky shapeshifter and energetic mm. so a demisexual is an energetic person mm-hmm. you know they're a connection energy based person I'm a I don't identify as demisexual but I'm a connection energetic energetic based person if I don't have those yeah i'm gonna have a hard time getting excited about anyone i'm having sex with like i i need those things to feel safe connected i want to feel cared for i want to feel feel worshipped adored all the things um so i'm just wondering about this you know maybe maybe it's just that that there needs to be more connection building in your sexual experiences with your boyfriend and then you'll be able to drop in more and feel more connected and comfortable i do really value uh the aspect of in knowing what you love master like when you're masturbating and being th- that self kind of sufficiency which we've done before with our masturbation challenges yeah. the may masturbation challenge because unless you really can tap into your own self pleasure it's going to be really difficult to help your partner or the partners that you will experience in the future whether you're going to you know, choose to have sex for the first time with them penetrative sex obviously what you're doing is very sexual as well it's just it's it's best to just feel and tap into your own self-pleasure. I think that's a great mm-hmm. recommendation as Kristen was mentioning. Yeah. 
because and and the connected tool is really great too. There's I mean, no, that's they're asking, they're asking how they distinguish the asexual life from the fear and insecurity. There's nothing to be ashamed of for needing connection and that being what attracts you. Oh, to so someone. they said the asexual. They said asexual. They used life. the word asexual. Yeah. Oh. They're, but okay, so they're curious. Sorry, like, how do I how do I separate the two? Am I just oh. is it my asexuality and this fear and insecurity? But you know, if you're insecure about the fact that you need connection, that's what attracts you. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's yeah. that's and I understand why we live in a culture that is like you should be turned on when you see a naked body and your Whoa. pussy should be throbbing. That's yeah. bullshit. Yeah, everyone is. And different. guys can be douchebags too. Totally. I mean, a lot of people can, but like on top of of it if you are um you know like a virgin and not uh confident like people feed on that and um depending on the age range i'm assuming early 20s i don't know why i'm assuming that but i'm assuming it and that like there's a lot of pressure put on women during that time straight women and i think that um maybe she should have sex with women Try it out. Come on over to the other side. Well, yeah, <laughs> come on over to the. Dog. It's very comfortable. If a lot of talking. Very. I think if they're asexual, they should. They sh- definitely think, would think about exploring other options, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the asexuality piece is to me a little bit more. Uh, it, it, it's going to take a lot more ex- exploring of what yeah. you're interested in and ex- exploring the dynamics with, yeah, other women and other maybe trans folks. Uh, exploring it all, non-binary folks. And maybe not sticking to just cis penis owners. And I mean, there's another. Uh, like I w- again, if I had my if I had my virginity back, um, so long ago <laughs> you lost uh, it. It's going forever. It's going like, forever. Oh, you're broken. I just want that million dollars. Yeah, I know. Well, no, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe I don't know. Yes, of course. Did but she I really think, get a million dollars? Yeah, yeah. This was American woman. No, I person? think she was somewhere out of Europe. I'm a very like this is very. You know your hymen grows can grow back over time. So like, (laughs) there's also they they make those fake hymen kits that like you can inject up Mm -hmm. into your. I would not. People would definitely know that I was not too much emphasis on virginity there. Like it's Uh, my hymen never broke by the way. Maybe it's my mine did. My specialized pussy though too. And I did a lot of like pole work with not, not, like that, not that pole what but kind of pole uh, were you the, working? it was the uh the bars mm-hmm. and also the palma horse and the balance beam which i did follow my crotch a few times and my bicycle you worked your hymen a long time yeah ago, my girl. hymen was worked <laughs> i mean well i think that let's <laughs> just say this this person is like feel, like taking this i'm so i'm so into always taking the the problem making a, a positive and yeah and that it is so sexy to be like, I have this thing that nobody's ever had. I'm very particular. And for somebody like me, that's a challenge. I'm like, talking oh, about the virginity. Yeah, yeah, the virginity and that, like, this person, um, you know, it's, it's hard for them to get aroused unless they have a connection. To me, if I liked this person, this would be a fucking challenge. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to, we're going to have long, deep conversations. I have so many things all night Totally, long. totally. <laughs> like, we're going to oh be God. doing this, we're going to be doing that. And then it becomes, like, super erotic. And I think just, like, Loving yourself in that way to be like, this is so special and unique. It really is unique. It's mm-hmm. not weird. It's just unique. Depends how old they are. They could be 20. I don't really know. That like, really comes back to Kristen's competitive side, though, right there. <laughs> yeah. She's all, wait, I want to meet this person and know that I can probably make you come at some point. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I will make you orgasm. It's totally Kristen's competitive nature. But it, sorry. Sorry, legend. Legend I just hit dog. She woke him up. dog. Um, I think then in general, no, it's, it's sexy. It's something to play with. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're on this earth one time, maybe more, who knows. But, like, in general, like, there's, it's yours. Like, yeah. why let somebody, like, 
or culture to tell you how to utilize it, what you can do with it, like own it. Yeah. Make it sexy. Yeah. I mean, I understand you can do some why. power play with that shit, yeah, too. You do some hot real. power play. Yeah. I mean, probably a lot of people might not believe her if she's like a master masturbator, like a <laughs> performer, and then she's like, I've never had sex. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Way too confident. <laughs> so you have Way eight too orgasms. Yeah. Your fingers know what they're doing. Yeah, but break the stereotype. I really would love to explore what psychologically is happening for the folks that actually pay for the uh, virginity having, if you will. So why is that so important to them? And why is that such a, a piece? Because it's the unknown, but there's so many other... It's, it's obviously PIV sex, right? Mm-hmm. Penis and vagina mm-hmm. sex from what I'm experiencing. So why are those folks folks so why is that necessary for them or that that feels but look at all the uh, porn that's like barely legal and it's yeah, you know yeah. this the youth the is, team stuff yeah yeah there's this this whole idea that that's what's hot and the most erotic i've been into stepdad porn lately by the way yeah uh-huh. i have always changed you're done with taxi porn now you're yeah, stepdad I'm done you with had taxi, taxi porn. porn she used like yeah, taxi I porn that. british taxi yeah. porn no it wasn't yeah. i didn't like the u.s one <laughs> she likes gangbangs too yeah you don't want like no i got over the gangbangs a little while ago <laughs> she grew um, i'm more into the stepdad stuff i don't know why i just brought that up because i felt like you wanted to know are you watching on adult time the netflix of porn yes it's awesome i love that uh, uh brie what brie, brie mills brie mills yeah oh yeah. i almost said brie larson who is it like isn't she a famous actress i hope it's not one of your friends that you no, just it's not. no it's not <laughs> okay so why did men want to do this i do agree is this a whole like fetish with like young youthful tight whatever all those things but I also just think men are colonizers. Mm-hmm. There we are, patriarchy. Mm-hmm. It runs, it's <laughs> runs deep. It runs real deep all the way to the... To all of our listeners that hate on us when we talk about the patriarchy, we don't hate you, we don't hate men. We're just talking about a fucked up we system. We definitely are not we men haters. Oppression. It's a system. Yes. Yeah, it's a system. Yeah. 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 I'm love, just wondering, psychologically, men. that was my whole uh, I guess point for bringing that into consideration because it's well it's let's perplexing. ask our listeners if anyone's into it send us an email tell us why you're into it and yeah. we would love I also to know think you have awesome male list well the people who are writing in there's oftentimes when i'm like listening to the, the questions i'm like oh you guys have some cool ass dudes i really in. our listeners yeah. are awesome like, yeah. all of them Great all listeners. of them the people that really con- like, i really uh, th- this is the perfect time to give you so much gratitude and love and appreciation thank you for listening and being you i can't tell you how often Amy and I yeah. just discuss how amazing uh, the people that are are in this shameless sex revolution. You all are fabulous humans. So I, usually, I love you. I, I usually I really don't like a lot of men, and I would say like ninety percent of the time that I listen to the men on your podcast, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I think they're awesome. They're amazing. Yeah, seriously, they totally doing are. the work. Everyone's doing the work. They're out yeah. there to just yeah. improve their not only their sex lives but their their lives in general and their sexuality. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast is made possible by OMGS.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made tasteful and inspiring short videos to show you techniques on how to pleasure yourself or another vulva. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and has changed their lives. So for all you vulva owners or vulva lovers out there who may already be having good orgasms and you want to take it to the next level, or perhaps you want to explore more variety in your playtime, OMGS will have something just for you. With two seasons, one all about internal and the other all about external techniques, it's better than any book or DVD money can buy. To learn more, visit omgs.com backslash shameless. Our listeners get $5 off. Check it out. 
This podcast was also made possible by Uberloop. It's a luxurious silicone lubricant great for all kinds of sex. It's less likely to throw off the pH than most other lubes, and there are hundreds of doctors who recommend Uberloop to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks who are experiencing dryness. You never knew lube could be this good. So whether you're an avid lube lover or you've never used lube before, Uber Lube is right for you. It has no flavor, no scent, and feels absolutely amazing on the body. Uber Lube has endless uses. I use it to tame my hair frizzies, to prevent chafing, and I even put some in my mouth right before an oral sex session, and it totally ups my blowjob game. Oh, and the bottle, it's gorgeous. It's totally discreet and looks more like a beautiful cosmetic product, so you can even leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com. Use code SHAMELESSSEX and you get 10% off and free shipping. That's uberlube.com. Go check it out. And now back to the show. So is another key going? Got to end on a oh, it's the key. Yeah, let me drink okay. some more for this. Yeah, one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. your wine. <laughs> oh yeah, margins wine too, y'all. Margins wine is back. We're big fans of margins wine. We still be drinking margins wine over here. Um, if you go to marginswine.com, sign up for her newsletter. It is. A woman-owned operation. And the only reason we stopped actually talking she about Margins Wine, she didn't have wine. <laughs> <laughs> because she only does two batches a year. Yeah. So we just met with her, and we absolutely adore Megan Bell. She's producing small batch wines, yeah. as Amy was saying. So check out MarginsWine.com. Sign up for her mailing list because you find out you first. get Yes. Because it sells the, out every time. Exactly. And if you use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX10 on three bottles or more, you get 10% off SHAMELESSSEX15. Six bottles or more, you get 15% off. Yeah. And, and then drinking. April and Amy get to have more wine to yes. drink. And then we get to drink more wine we get to share it with Kristen it's and a nice you know yeah. circle appreciation ah, yeah. everyone wins <laughs> all right let's get to this last one on kink I love this question this is a question concerning a kink my boyfriend has and shared with me right from our first date awesome good job boyfriend we have been exclusive for over two years now one of his kinks is he likes to wear female lingerie and explore his feminine side love it this me too totally into this this is not exclusively sexual and can just be for relaxation or stress relief also does not interfere with his life or sex life as he can go without it for extended periods of time. He has made me feel very comfortable and opening to exploring myself and I have been more accepting of this kink than either of us ever thought I would be. But I, I find I had difficulty knowing he enjoys lounging on his own wearing female lingerie. How can I get over this? Also, how can we combine this into our role play? This is a great question. Kristen, Kristen, she's so good at these. Um, and for me to be more accepting. So I think turn it into an erotic experience together. One concern is he might look better than me in the lingerie. Mm. Oh, Yet my girl. biggest concern is yeah. the possibility of this being a trans desire or being gay. Right, which is the fear of gay, which we t- had talked about mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was thinking that when this that that was might posed. be the person's fear. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, but yeah, I mean, no, we're talking about this sounds like cross dressing. This, yeah. this sounds like someone yeah. who enjoys wearing, um, just enjoys wearing th- uh, clothing that is identified as feminine, or that traditionally you would say is in society would be like, oh, women wear that, and um, but it, it's not something they have to have all the time. Um, doesn't sound trans to me, although we don't really know a lot about this person. Doesn't sound gay because they like having sex with you, it sounds like, unless y'all aren't having sex. Um, or like there isn't a connection there between the two of you, but sounds like there is. Um, so 
and it cross dressing. I think a lot of people don't really know a lot about. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I'm like, I'm like, oh god, going through my PC files. I'm like, can we say cross dressing in certain ways anymore? I can't remember. I know. Is that? I think uh, I, I, was tra- I think we still can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not honestly. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Cross dressing because cross dressing would. I would say there's a bi- the binary, right? There's like there's masculine, feminine, man, woman attire and things like that. But I don't know if there's a they've come up with another. Because if I wear a bow like a bow tie tuxedo, is that considered cross dressing? But it's not. Well, it's not like gender. No. Bending, that's gender bending, yeah. Or something. I would say so that I feel uh, like isn't that more of a I, I don't know. Cross dressing seems like a ne- there's a negative association. I think I think there's a lot of misunderstandings around how. Um, well, one uh, we have to really speak to that gender performance is different than sexuality. Yeah. So I know a lot of people who um, started dating and got married to let's say a cis man. He might be really interested in things like. Um, wearing women's clothes, it started coming out certain ways, and then 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 it came out that he actually wanted to transition to be a woman, yeah. mm-hmm. and still very attracted. Then became a lesbian because is like I'm very attracted to my female partner. So it was more about the gender um, performance and preference. Uh, so I think in this scenario, like th- that that would be I guess the risk if any if there is a risk. But if she is turned on by it, and he decided to do it full time, to me that's not a risk. It just means he's evolving into. Hmm. himself more or right. involving into maybe um, being uh, a female. And I think all of those things can be awesome and just a road trip journey with a partner and totally. being supportive is so cool and awesome. Um, but I, funny enough, I, when I dated men, I, I always say this, I love my men to be feminine. And I love my women to be masculine. Mm-hmm. So I, looking back on my very straight world life, a lot of the guys I dated for some reason or another, they all end up in my panties. I don't know why. Was it me? Was it them? I can't figure it out. Very, very masculine men. For me, it was more about, it was fun. It was, they were like prancing around. It was fun. You know, like laughing. Um, playfulness. Once in a while, it would turn into sex, but it wasn't as much that. And so to me, it was always normalized. I was like, what? Men, men don't do that? Yeah. What are you what talking you about? Why, yeah. <laughs> why are they not doing that? Um, so the other thing that I think is interesting is that she's a little nervous that he might kind of take her. What I hear is that she's nervous that her that she, he might take her stage. He might out-sexy her. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? That For me, that I can to- that totally resonates because I know when I'm with a partner, like my like partner, not somebody I'm fucking, but like a partner, I like to be the one on stage. I want to be the one in the, in the pretty things. I want to be the one prancing around and getting the adoration and the love. I want to be the, the performer. Yeah. And if somebody was stealing my show, that'd be a problem. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but that's your and that's your preference to that's be the a performer preference. too, yeah, right? I want like that. Yeah. Some people want less spotlight. Some people want more. Some people like want it, want it to be equal. So yeah, yeah. So is this is this is she saying like, I want to be in the spotlight? I want to be like the you know the the sexy one that identifies more so as this like sexy feminine role. Um, and that's, that sounds like a preference again. I'm, I'm also, I, I love this. I'm also gauging this person's desire to be more accepting, this desire to incorporate and to actually honor their partner's yeah, so desires. Awesome. Yeah. I really, really appreciate that. I'm like, I love this woman and I kind of love your partner too. And I love that he told you in the first date, he's like, here I am, here's my cards. And this yeah. is, yeah. And I actually, part of me is like, do I know this person? Cause I, there's someone, <laughs> there's someone I know that I went on this is years ago. I went on. Uh, three dates with this person. April and I have a three date, three, the rule of threes. The third date either shows three, you their compatibility yeah. or your non compatible or three years, three years, three, months, three weeks, yeah, sometimes, three weeks. And so sometimes the, three hours. Let me tell you. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, you never, you never the know. The threes are a magical the number. Are. The current person I'm with, the third date, I was the first two. I was like, yeah, he's, he's all right. Well, I, I remember before you were gonna go on the third date. I was like, here it is. Yeah, you make a break. And on the third day, I was like, holy shit, you're fucking amazing. Yeah. This person I'm talking about though, uh, from years ago. The first two days, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, this person's incredible. And then the third day, I was like, oh, yeah, no, we are very different. Just didn't didn't jive. But anyways, within the first date, they had told me that they liked to wear lingerie and heels and wear fishnets sometimes. And they actually sent me some photos just from, like, the waist down of their legs in these ruffly booty shorts with fishnets and some heels. And I was like, fuck, your legs look good. Doesn't turn me on. Like, doesn't make me, like, want to fuck you. But I was like, you look you look beautiful mm-hmm. in that and and I kind of appreciated them even more I like that they told me right away the that they were owning it beautiful. and it didn't sound like they had always been able to own it that way but it just was something that they really enjoyed experiencing expressing just felt really good for them and I thought that was so beautiful that they owned it well there's also some high powered boss ass men that wear suits all the time that are wearing lingerie underneath there's yeah. i mean there's like so a nudist many pieces, all the rest of the or time or, yeah. right or they're they have all of these closeted things that they don't want to expose because they have these profiles right of being this certain way that movie hustler did you oh, see hustler? yeah i, did. I haven't I seen it, it. Yeah, I, love it. Oh, I know i loved Jada's it too so and it was really oh, these yeah. these folks that have these personas because they have to uh, adhere to society's um, what, what we project as the norm or the expectations that your traditions put on you for whatever it is. And I have to say, I, I, I love wearing a power suit and mm-hmm. not a skirt and, uh, there, the gender bending thing is, is, um, not a bad thing. And it, it, n- none of it is, is bad. And if you, if you do want to tap in and go that direction of wearing a bra under your your three-piece suit do it and see how it feels yeah. if that shit sucks like this butt bras like i never like, wear I don't those wanna, yeah. oh, i don't wear, that shit. wear it go ahead and, but like what are those things called the stockings with the uh the garter belt yeah. those things are kind of fun i also don't think they're comfortable and i'm like if you want to wear that shit go for it i like some heels don't wear underwear so if you want to wear some constricting thongs i did that shit for a long time over that so i respect that Good for you. Wear that at work and walk around and try it out. It's not fun. Well, how? What are your suggestions on how they can incorporate into the role play together? Oh, okay. So if it's a, I think if it's a um, issue with not feeling like you get to be the performer, I would make it into a performance. Like mm-hmm. you, you bring some money, you throw some money, you, <laughs> oh! you know, strip yeah. club performance, like right? And, and like, and, and so he walks in, in in the outfit, but you're the one throwing the bills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, why doesn't she like do a little bit of role like, play? Dance like, for me. Yeah, I want to see. You know, maybe yeah. put some lingerie out. Like. Yeah. Some like changing of lingerie, cook me something in the kitchen, you know, yeah. like do Ooh. something, crawl around, yeah. like, you know, like perform through power. Yeah, I think Ooh. would be really sexy. That's hot. Yeah, I'm like I'd be into that, you know. And in general, there's so much to work with there. I mean, you know, if um, I have to say, a lot of cis men that are into this kinds of these kinds of things aren't accepted completely. I think by a lot of women. I yeah. think a lot of women are very. Um, scared of it. Uh, I think they, men, yeah, the question is, are they gay? Feminine yeah. men is like not accepted at all in our society. Like being a queer woman, it is much more accepted in the world than being a queer man mm-hmm. or trans yeah. person. So I am super, um, I, I, I think this guy is super hot that he came to the date and said that. And it was just like, here's what I want. This is what I want to do. This is the thing I'm into. If you're not like, he just weeded it out. Like, and, and it looks like she's into the ride. So, play with the power um you could also play with the idea of saying like i feel a little like um 
sad that I'm not going to be the one in the spotlight all the time. So therefore, I need you to be buying me some really sexy lingerie, mm-hmm. and I need to be wearing it, and, I, and this is be my space. And make him do some really like, um, sir, like service work while you like, <laughs> you most likely he'd be very into the idea of um of if you give him a lot of space, he's gonna give you a lot of space. So what is like almost like she could have whatever she wants. Yeah, mm. with that card, not in a manipulative way, a consensual way, yeah, but sensual, in that way yeah. of like, you know, like if um, we're gonna play, we're gonna do these things, and on some nights I need you to find like I want really hot lingerie. I want you to, um, you know, dress me, bathe me, do whatever it is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm envious. I like, I like it. Yeah. And then maybe they can yeah. switch it up. So he yeah. does one night of the sexy lingerie wearing, and then. The strip teasing. Yeah. yeah. Bands that make her dance. By yeah. Jay, great yeah. song. Great Ooh, song. Yeah. Like putting together playlists. Put the, um, yeah. and like, I want you to dance. Like you will be dancing to this music tonight. Yeah. 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 I, I love, get to dictate. That's super yeah. empowering for both parties too. fun fucking night. Yeah. Oh, I and love just observing the partner <laughs> yeah. in, in the in the attire mm-hmm. to be like, okay. Oh, yes. And I just uh, talk about how much more variety they have in their playtime too. Like it's, I mean, y'all aren't living a dull life over there. There's like this new thing that is new for, the, for, for her. And that like, there's more options on the menu now. Other no than offense like your to penis typical... owners, but their normal like things aren't really that cute to wear. Like they're like, they, they don't have a lot of sexy no, options. There's not a lot of sexy. So I don't blame them for going towards like the lace and the beautiful uh, options that we have. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, um, also, I, I think figuring out what his practices are and figuring out how you can insert yourself into it. So does he want to like show up looking like that or does he want you to be part of the getting made up process? Because that could also be part of like the play of saying like, hey, you know, I'm going to be the one putting in your makeup. I don't know if he does makeup, but like I'll be the one doing this tonight and that tonight. And then my expectation is of, of this of you and really just making every step along the way like juicy fun and like a ritual i mean it is a ritual yeah right what we put on our body what we do it's, it's a ritual and you know i always think for for listeners out there like um if you want to have a long sustaining sex life like find some little ritual things maybe that for some people like having like a really doesn't have to be expensive but for me very expensive like heels that are not to be worn outside mm-hmm. they're to be worn Ooh, only yeah. like inside yeah. proper inside bedroom heels and that you know something's going to go down when you come home and it's like laid out on the bed. Like here are your sexy heels. Like that triggers the moment, like ha- lets you drop into those moments you had before with that partner. Yeah. So you know she could, she could also say like maybe I'm not into it all the time, but you know when I am when I lay out some panties. Yeah. So when you walk home, like oh, yeah, I'll it. invite yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, you can still wear it on your own and lounge yeah. in your couch in your sexy heels and laundry whenever you want to. But you know when we come to play, I'll let you know and I'll lay it out. I'll make sure that I do that. I'm not just gonna like only do it once a year, you know, because I understand that this is something that you enjoy. But I kind of get to like have a little control there. Mm-hmm. I, I think like that. The, my partner is so masculine. I mean, both of you know him well. I almost said his name. Thank God. Uh, yeah. Well, we edited out his name. Yes, I said. Listening. <laughs> I uh, forgot to edit. Y'all. I've never seen. done that, and I did it, and and that's interesting to me. But two and a half years, we've never used partners' first no. names on the air. And I, but I did fall in love with him so deeply because he's this masculine man. And for those of you listening that know him out there, uh, and never shame him for this because it's <laughs> fucking makes him that much more fantastic. He loves when I put makeup on him. And oh yeah. The yes. eyeliner, the eyeliner. I'll good do, I'll do that. That. totally. And, that. really and good. if you give that motherfucker a wig, oh. he, cause he's bald. Yeah. And if you don't know now, you know, he's and he bald. likes well manicured nails. He, he likes well manicured. But when he puts a wig on and he has like, he, is such a 
motherfucking boss in that shit. Yeah. And I put makeup on him I can not see that. all the time, like when we're ever going to an event or anything. We were in LA out. last year. Yeah. Totally. And, he I good. Will, and I'll put bronzer and eyeliner and yeah. mascara. And uh, the wig only is, is for certain times, usually when we're playing any uh, roles or he rocks a wig. He misses hair, I think, so much. I he mean, loves hair. Yeah, that's and great. that made me fall in love with him because when we first met after uh, we were in the Caribbean, uh, when I was Amy's plus one to the wedding in the Caribbean, and I met him. Uh, I put makeup on him, and I fell in the love with him. The same day. Uh, it was the day. <laughs> day. First the day, day of the yeah. wedding. And it was the day of the wedding. In the, cur- oh, the wedding. In the way too hot for me. And I was putting on makeup, and he's <laughs> like, "Hey, will you do me?" And I was like, "Oh, oh, you want me to do? Oh, sure." He would never fit into my clothes. It would be impossible. Um, that would be hilarious. I mean, I would love it. I mean, I would totally love it. But. Oh, my God. That is, that's impossible. It would be impossible. He's so muscular yeah. and beefy. And, yeah. But he also taps into some of that stuff where typical folks, uh, traditional folks, might shame him for that. And uh, I say, fuck those people. Fuck fuck those yeah. people. Yeah. Let's not do that stuff. Let's be okay with... We're not putting people in the box. The just world is so fun. much more way. fun. Like, yeah. We can have so much more fun if people weren't so uptight and who cares? Like, Don't totally. do it if you're not into it, but how much fun is it to like... Like, I would love to see... I'm not saying his name. I would love to be like, put on that sexy outfit. You know, yeah. like, it's fun. You know, I think there's just like a fun thing to it to just like come... Like, uh, play with your gender, play with the way that you approach things, things that are unexpected. And, like, we're here to laugh, we're here to have fun. I do believe that, like, why we're put on this earth to have pleasure and pleasure in in consensual way, not, you know, in ways that aren't. But in this experience, you know, like, uh, there's so much room for it. And as long as you can just get rid of your fear, and believe me, I get it. Like, I think if I came home and my man uh, was, like, lounging, watching Netflix in, like, a thong, I'd be like, hmm. Well, that's out on? of context, right? You know? yeah, right. Like I wouldn't be into that. Yeah. But Surprise! Con- yeah. yeah. You know, I'd be like, oh, like, yeah. You're like, why didn't you tell me you were into that? I would have yeah. totally been so excited. Like, yeah. or I would need a set up. Like, I don't want yeah. like casual. I don't think personally I would be into like casual lingerie wearing of my uh, masculine person. I fell for because I like masculinity or something. Mm-hmm. But I'd be really down with playing with it. Yeah. But it have to be under like a context, and I think it's okay for us to have like boundaries around that. And he might just be like, tonight's a Netflix and chill and lingerie night, so don't come over <laughs> if you don't like it. You know, because yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah. It feels yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, looking through my um, Victoria's Secret catalog, yeah. so I'll be circling some things. Hey. I also think that too, like circle things in catalogs that you think might be kind of hot and sexy and just kind of leave it out. I'm really a big fan of That's a great idea. leaving those like, little traces and gifts around that doesn't have to do with you have to ha- like if you're uncomfortable with an exchange um, when the person's in the room sometimes that can be intimidating but maybe you're comf- comfortable and confident alone and like leaving those things it just helps reinforce that they shouldn't be scared either to share with you because once you start like making them feel uncomfortable with her sharing, they're going to start not sharing a lot of things and that goes yeah, down the they, wrong they road. Up. Oh, I just had a thought too, just, just uh, last note on this one. What if they were the same size? And they could be like this shared experience of like of you know buying these things together and and like this you know there's maybe not confident who wore it better but it's like there's there's like a collaboration in it that could be fun which people or what if they're different sizes they could go shopping together and buy two different sizes twinning yes (laughs) that could be kind of cool I think my role if I was dating somebody who was masculine and wanted to wear once in a while like like uh, feminine clothes I'd be like. Don't ever get in my in my closet. <laughs> get out. Of my no, I, well, I really would be uncomfortable. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I feel like I could never date a femme. I really like masculine women. And I think I always think, can I date a femme? Like femmes are so hot. Like, you know, and 
I think there'd be just too. I don't know if I'd like that constant. I disagree with this because Kristen, you and I used to share the shit out of each other's clothes. It was so convenient. Like doubled our closet. It was great. We had all our fucking. Yes, (laughs) we had the same shoe size. Yes, and we double. You double your closet. It's so great. And I've thought about that before. I'm like, if Kristen and I were together, I'd have double the clothes. She's got great taste and (laughs) so many shoes. Yes, (laughs) and double the shoes. It could work out. But what if? Yeah, but like, what if you come home and you're like. Oh, bitch, I needed that jacket, yes. and you yeah, were in it. Yeah, you got yeah I'd be yeah. mad. Yeah, see? I'd be like, or I you needed look, that. You look better in that jacket than me. That, that or that. <laughs> well, this also happens, but then I'm also like, awesome, you should have that. You're not a spotlight girl. You've done that with me with clothes, and I've done that yeah. with you with clothes. I'm like, yeah. girl, you look so good that you need it. You need that. I've done that with you with too with clothes. A dress that is now your favorite. I gave to you because I'm like, you look better that in that than I do. I'm like, you need that. Take it. I think balls. I, I really want to <laughs> say that balls are going to stretch long. out. Balls are going to stretch out places that my vulva can't. Okay, balls this is true. If they're stretching out your clothes, that's a whole different matter. There is there are lingerie companies, and I'm. I was dying. I was like, I wish I had pulled this up, and I knew about this before. But there are lingerie companies that specifically have sizes for yes. male body people. I, yeah, they, awesome. like lace underwear, yeah. shoe companies yeah. as well. I know there are some yeah. shoe companies that yeah. make high heeled shoes uh, that for do large for, for size yeah. ten to thirteen that will. Yeah. Uh, I oh, I can't remember either. That's so exciting! I'm so excited for these people. I, I want updates. Do do your uh, listeners ever? Um, come back with updates? Not often, but I would love that. I would. I mean, it, we, no, we do have people who will say things. Usually, it's like a first time sex question. They're like, "Oh, I listened to this and I applied it to my sex life, and here's how it changed, and here's my new question." Um, but yeah, no, we would love updates. So yeah, let us know how it goes. Um, one thing we didn't mention earlier before we close out, uh, we talked about the Fun Factory menstrual cups. We have them at Pure Pleasure. You can go to purepleasureshop.com. Use co- coupon code Shameless Sex. Uh, you get 15% off, and um, we don't have any cross-dressing, or we're not using cross- uh, Do we know of that for sure? We'll have to get back to Gender you. Gender bending. We'll I feel like it might, like, PC, like, what like, is, ah, ah, alarm was going ah, off, like, oh, should we be saying this? We're going to be, like, canceled or something. I no, like the gender canceled. bending. I love that <laughs> yeah. term, because I think it sounds really cool, but that's just personal preference, so whatever. Because cross sounds... Uh, I don't know. It I, sounds like someone's trying I mean, to. It's like not okay. It's I think a cross. Gen, a, a fun word that's being used a lot is gender fucking. So oh, it's yeah, just like cool. in yeah. a fun way. I mean, you know. I mean, use your words that make sense. I don't. Just, and that's not shaming. And anyway, yeah. I'll say the individual can decide wh- wh- how they want to. And you weren't so shaming anyone is, by saying cross dressing, no. so that's okay. It's not like you're out here saying anything's wrong. You, Although you were the people just I know, like the men that I know that do like to wear uh, lingerie that is typically more femme, they don't call them the people I know. They don't actually call themselves cross dressers. Mm. They say I just like to wear women's yeah. lingerie. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they don't actually take on the people I know. They haven't taken on a label. They're just like I like this thing. So you can decide whatever label you want. If I put a label on you, I'm sorry about that. And for the people that listen to our podcast that do not like our political correct because we get this feedback just saw it on a survey form sorry but we gotta do it shut the fuck up well, yeah. it's, also, <laughs> it's important for people to no, know out there yes. and we we want to be we careful and preference. love and put yeah. out love and know yeah. that we are trying to honor all the folks no matter how you identify and who you are out there we love you Kristen I love You're most of you. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I love all of you. I love everybody who's interested in in uh, developing their uh, sexuality and being consensual. And yeah. yay. So, yeah. Well, we love having you back. We'll have you again. Ooh, we'll record in uh, Germany. We'll record in Germany. That's right. not until Annual. October, though. It's, right. it's only January. Uh, we'll record German. in July. 
We're recording in July. Can we please, when we're in Germany next time, get some German soup? To oh my come God, to the to, room to talk to, to the, what they're like, like yeah. asking. We'll be like, can you so, come to our room and record podcast, Shameless Sex? They'll be like, Shameless Sex? Yeah, do I get to fuck you? Do I get to lick the ass? Fuck you shamelessly? I'm like, no, that's not how it's working. We'll I think, think about I it. I think we can collect some Germans. We know some Germans. Yeah. We're in Germany. Like, do you so go we straight to ass licking when you bring someone back to your room? I would love. I would love to have like one. I have a few Germans on my team. I think would do it. It is like could come to the okay. you know Maybe room. anonymous still. Yeah, yeah. Fine. It's good. All it's right. Good. good. Great. All well, right. well, everyone, stay tuned for the future of Shameless Sex because we will see you next Tuesday, y'all. We love you. Remember, you are part of the Shameless Sex Revolution. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.